0: So, guys, I climbed Snowden again. Again? Again, yeah.
1: What was your reasoning for, like, okay, I just, I'm just going to go Wales and I'm going to go climb Snowden again?
0: Well, you, you know why. I'm I'm training for the free peak. Yes, I know,
1: but I'm trying to get the viewers to know. Yeah, I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm training for the free peaks, so I went and climbed it again. I did the second hardest route because my workmate was like, you should do this route, and I was like, okay. And <laughs> so I I did that, and uh, yeah, it, it, I had to do a bit of scrambling and that was about the hardest bit it where it went it went really steep very quickly and then you ha- had to use my hands to climb up the rocks so yeah but then for so, some reason coming down coming down that section it was far easier but i like i didn't feel i needed to use my hands as much which kind of really confused me but that it was good i got up so to the top do you know which
1: route you're going to be doing when you do the three peaks
0: <clears throat> so there are seven routes up Snowdon. I've done three of them now, and the route I'll be doing for the actual challenge I've not done. Uh, oh. But I'm I'm going. I'm doing Snowdon again the week before the challenge. <laughs> um, Why? <laughs> and are we doing half of the route for the challenge?
1: Why only half? Uh,
0: because so, as I said, there's seven routes. So for the challenge. I will be doing the pig route and net going up and then I'll be go- going down I'll be doing the lamberis route the the, oh, piss, okay. the piss easy route. So when I do it the week before I will be going up the pig route but then I'll be coming down the minus track. And the reason why is both of them they start and finish like they both start and finish at the same car park. Oh, okay. So at, in that at that at that car park you can do either one. So a lot of people do a circuit where they go up pig or miners and then come down the other. That's what I'll be doing the week before. So by the end of the year, I'll have done six of the routes up Snowden. Six out of seven routes up Snowden.
1: That's going to frustrate you, the fact that you're like, I want to do the seventh route. <laughs> yeah, that'll be
0: the hardest one. Uh, and... My workmate said, don't do it unless it's very sunny. Why? Because it's dangerous. People have died on that route.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting.
0: Yes, it's very dangerous. Even doing the route on the weekend was dangerous. It was, I like, I went really early, so it was hardly anyone up while I was doing it. And then as I was coming down, I, it was, like, nearly 100 people passed me. So I was like, all right, it's not as dangerous as I thought it was, mm. but... So uh, what else did you go to in Wales? I went, did a couple of castles. I went to Anglesey, the little uh, island next to Snowdonia, and uh, I probably ate the best sausage roll I've ever had.
1: <laughs> Why the sausage roll?
0: Well, I, I went to this bakery uh, yesterday morning because uh, I needed I needed breakfast. Uh, so I because uh, I left the hostel really early and then i realized oh a lot of the thing don't really open till like half nine so i l- went for a little walk and then i was like right the bakery opens at half nine i'll get my breakfast there I Bought bacon and cheese turnover and a sausage roll and both of them were the best i'd ever had the bacon and cheese turnover was incredible the sausage roll was incredible best i've ever had so yeah what's the prices like
1: considering they're that amazing
0: less than three pounds for the both of them oh oh, that's that's
1: really good considering i think greg's you're literally looking at three pounds for those two
0: fuck greg's over this bakery this bakery was (laughs) god tier yep so uh and then i went into the smallest house in britain in the uk okay how was
1: that wait did you actually go into it or just stand outside
0: i went went in went in i had to pay one pound fifty to go in but uh i went in the uh it's literally, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, what do I, uh, you know, it's like, it, it's absolutely tiny. Like the bottom, the, it's, you got a, a, a bedroom and then you've got like the living room. It's not, no one lives there anymore. It's, basically like a little museum but in the living room it will, it's like a kitchen there's literally one seat there's like a, a fireplace with a stove and yeah and then you got like a little trap door with the stairs that go up to the bedroom and it's got a tiny little bed and then two chest of drawers and that's it
1: so does someone actually still like concurrently live there
0: no 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 i think the last i was gonna Thursday, say
1: like are they like literally getting people to pay their mortgage rent or whatever no, by no. making visitors no.
0: Uh, the last person that lived there was like 18 something, I think, and they were three foot something. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: So, if the house is that small, how many sausage rolls can you fit in it? Oh, quite yeah, because the normal sausage
1: roll is like 30 centimeters long if you're looking for a real like, nice sized sausage roll. <laughs> All right, somebody
0: get <laughs> a, somebody get
2: a calculator on a message. We're going to work
1: The new like, Taskmaster Challenge how many sausage rolls can you fit in this room?
0: Like, essentially, the house was basically the size of two toilet cubicles on top of each other. Like, the space oh, of a to- Like, if you, like, went into a toilet cubicle, like, the space of, like, the floor, it was essentially, like, two of them on top of each other, kind of. Maybe not maybe not to the ceiling, but, like, as a... Yeah. It, it was tiny. I Because I wear... It, it's in Conway, and I, I went there before, many years ago, and I didn't even realise that was there. So it was when I went to went to conway i was like i must do the castle mm. which i was a bit disappointed by and then i was i was like i must do the smallest house and I've, I've done them both probably like the best thing i did that wasn't uh something i planned was i went to the to these brickworks on angle c the the guy at the hostel was just like oh you should go do these uh brickworks on angle c if uh you've not if you're struggling with things to do and i was like all right i've I found i managed to find it and it was really cool it's this old abandoned factory and yeah i just went down it was it's by the beach so yeah i just went down just explored it there was a a family and some uh women there just chilling exploring as well so i wasn't on my own as a few people coming down to look at it and yeah i just went around look and uh the sun was i I had the best weather of the whole day there and it was it was great i I mentioned it to my friend last night and she was like i am so jealous i love exploring abandoned places i was like well you didn't come i don't know that was my time in wales again and i'm going again in august so yeah nice
1: Welcome all to the Victory Achieve Podcast. My name is Brandon and I'm going to be introducing my fellow boys to the podcast. Hello, Dan. Hello, Chris. How are you both? (laughs) Hi. Uh, Hi. (laughs) I've got a cup of tea. I'm good. I've got a glass of milk. I am very, I'm feeling very calcium-fied.
0: I have orange squash.
1: Right. (laughs) I've been meaning to, right. I have to get started on the drinks conversation here. How would you describe someone the difference between squash and juice?
2: Cool. Well, I'd always describe, like, uh, juice as, like, like fresh from the uh, fresh from the fruit right. or mm. concentrate.
1: Squash is the thing you dilate. Squash yeah. is cordial, yeah. Yeah. So when people say, oh, do you want some juice? And they give you, they dilute with squash. How do you feel about that? Lighter. I feel very lighter as well.
0: Yeah. I, I, I Well, in my family, we've always said squash. So we, also, I know it's cordial as well, but.
2: Oh, I, <laughs> don't throw that one into it. No, I'll call it cordial as well. I know, know like, I,
0: like, I, know, I, I know I know. I, if I'd only be like, if I offer, I'll be like, oh, do you want some orange juice or orange squash? I'll offer both. I won't just be like, oh, you want orange juice and then I give them squash. No, no, no. Orange squash or orange cordial is completely different to orange juice. And yes. I, if I have both in the house, I will offer both of them. I won't offer just orange juice and then give them squash because that's not right. What if you off,
1: wife offered them squash but gave them juice? Would they feel happy about it? They'd like, well like, "Oh,
0: Well, I wouldn't do it but because that's not me. But I I think if I did do it, I think the person would be like, well, this is not what I wanted. Let me speak to
2: you your manager. Could, yeah. you, could con- you could confuse people further by offering the uh, the vegetable squash and popping that <laughs> yeah. down into the juice. They can have <laughs> squash juice. Yeah, that's true. Do you yeah. want squash squash? Yeah. Oh no, no squash juice. Oh, we've just had this conversation. It can't be It can't be squash cordial. That doesn't exist. That might not be squash squash. Yeah. No. Oh, anyway, shall we talk about uh, stuff?
1: Yes, because alright, so I'm just gonna immediately get into this because as the viewers we know, Dan has just introduced his little adventure to Snowden, which he got up to. <laughs> and I also went on an adventure last weekend and I didn't even realise I was going on it. It was a genuine surprise, this. So it was... Unexpected journey, isn't it? It was an absolute unexpected journey. It was. Um, so it was our four-year anniversary on the 19th of April. And uh, Lacey gets me uh, an Apple Watch for, my, for the anniversary present. I was like, I've literally never worn a watch in my life. So it was like me getting used to wearing this watch. To clarify, is this an Apple juice or an Apple cordial watch? <laughs> it is an apple with a slight bite mark out of it but you wear it on your wrist um yeah so she got me that so i thought you know that's a really expensive present it's really lovely you know i've never really gotten used to wearing watches so i made an effort to to obviously wear it and then about a few a few um i say maybe a week pass yeah what well, must have been a week pass I go into work and one of our help zones jack he's just like oh brandon i've um, i've left my staff card at home um, do you mind like letting me into the office so i was like yeah sure you know absolutely no problem at all i'll do that so i let him in into his office i was like oh while you're here i've got something for you so he then hands me like a like a ticket it just says ticket and it's got like this it's got like this um you know like a microsoft word art picture of like a, a beach mm-hmm. and says this is your ticket and i was like okay that's a why have I got this I turned over and there's like a message from Lacey saying well come meet me at the train station after work don't worry I've already packed your stuff for you and it is in my hmm. office <laughs> so, so don't worry about packing anything like, everything but then I was and I was like what the hell is she plotting like I see a picture <laughs> of a beach and I was like but I made a plan this weekend I was gonna do some work this weekend I was gonna <laughs> I was like oh fuck like, I have to because in that morning she also told me to go get some peppers from the shop so my first reaction was what are you plotting? And it's like, oh, it's all explained on the ticket. And I was just like, do I still need to get the peppers after work, though? And she was like, no, you don't need the fucking peppers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it then later transpired that she bought us a trip for the weekend to go to Brighton. And... You get a hotel? Oh, uh, well, I say a hotel. It's more of a room. Um, So the actual room itself was you had your double bed and a bathroom. That's it. And obviously... Yes. I, I've got something else to say about this room, which was very, very strange.
0: Why are you talking about a hotel room when you went Brighton? How that many sausage set.
1: rolls can you fit in it? You can fit a lot of dozens of sausage rolls in this room. But this is the bit that was really weird. So when you go in, you know, like usually when you hotel or room or whatever, you'll have a, um, like a table and all that. You'll have like a kettle, tea bags, things like that. So i saw this kettle and tea bags i was like okay should we get a cup of tea but obviously there's no actual kitchen area so you've got to use basically sink water to fill up the kettle which is also a bit weird but that's not the only thing so where the kettle was positioned in this room there's actually no plug sockets there so essentially what you've got to do is you've got to move this t- tea making station to where there is a plug which is literally by your pillow make this cup of tea next to your bed <laughs> and then just move everything back to it so yeah so that was the first night we got there like super late you know so we first point of call was just go to bed the walls were paper thin and we were the first room on the first flight of stairs so as you go into the hotel we are the first room so you can literally hear everything you can hear people checking in you could people you can hear all the drunk people getting in late you can hear our next door neighbors like you could hear everything so we ended up waking up quite early so we were like okay while we're up early Let's just go on an adventure to Brighton. So as we're walking to the pier um, on the beach, I saw this couple on the beach and they were doing some remarkable yoga. Um, the guy was just laying on his back. He had like a towel over his crotch and I think his partner was doing like the reverse lotus on the top of him. It was, you basically can tell what I mean by this. They were basically fucking on the beach first thing in the morning. Um, went up to the pier, you know, did our and Went to play, this place called Fat, Fat Seagulls. We got a breakfast there. That was amazing. Then we went to the Sea Life Sanctuary and did like a walk around there I accidentally went into and planet because when we was on the way to brighton i was reading jojo's so i was reading part 2 battle tendency no sorry no i was reading part 1 and i was reading the second book and then i obviously with me i also bought part battle tendency and i was just like hang on a minute something's not right here the end of the second book dan is where they're fighting blueford and t Ta- and toxus so i was like hang on a minute this isn't the end of part 1 so i, I Every time I've been into Forbidden Planet, I've only ever seen book one and book two of part one. I've never, ever seen a book three. So I was just like, fuck, I need to find the third book. I don't know where it can go. So I went on to Google and I was like, is there a Forbidden Planet in Brighton? And there was. It just so happened to open March that year. So I went into Forbidden Planet and I may have bought nine manga by accident.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> accident. <laughs>
1: I bought jojo part one book three i bought jojo part two three and four i bought jojo part three book one i bought three books of my dress up darling Psych. i bought two books of chainsaw Man, and i also got lazy some stuff as well
0: well at least you got, you got chainsaw man
1: Yes, yeah, so i've got chainsaw man one to five now and i've also got my just Dying one to four and then i've also got
0: what, yeah, right. a
1: nice section of jojo
0: I know, like from what, all I hear about the, my dress up darling, the manga is like the main character. He must not. He just. It's like there is must be something wrong with him. Why that the fact that he is not going after Marin? There, it's got to that point apparently in like latest chapters where it's like he, he he is just so that dense that he cannot see her advances. It's he must not, like, women, it's that, it's got, it's that (laughs) bad of, like, what, what is going on here?
1: I look forward to reading it, mainly because I just love their interactions, I just love the the I love everything about it, I love it to bits. That's,
0: that's why I'm, like, from what I hear, I'm, like, how is it that, got to that point, when, like, it was so, like, cosy and nice and enjoyable, to be, like, wait, they're still dancing around each other, or she's dancing around him, like, What? so yeah anyway
1: yeah so I, I'm I, see part of me is just like sometimes like with series like I don't want to read them until I have enough of the manga to basically complete like the season of anime so like chainsaw man I think the anime only goes up to book four
0: doesn't it uh I believe it goes it's halfway through uh, volume five
1: yeah so I've, I've reached the point now with the books where I've completed that part one of the anime so I'd actually be now inclined to like go through the books but I mean, I'm reading it on my app anyway, so I'm just buying it literally just because I want it so I can go back onto it later on. But yeah, so yeah, went, it is. I accidentally took out a mortgage in Forbidden Planet. Um, I had to carry the books home. That was an absolute effort. I got, well, Lacey got shot on by a seagull. I, we nearly got shot on on the way back again. <laughs> um, we, there was quite actually I'll, one thing which I'm really surprised about Brighton I didn't realize all like the shops are sort of underneath the road okay yeah, so like you got like the beachfront which is like no sand on it it's just stones. but all along the beachfront there are like these like archways and every one of these archways ha- is its own shop so there's like fish and chip shops there's like tons of bars and clubs there's like museums under there gift shops. There's a surprising amount of anime shops and like like that style of like gifts like plushies and artwork and stuff. I thought mm. that was like genuinely, genuinely surprising. Oh. We went to a bar called Fortunes of War. That was quite expensive. It was like 12 quid for two drinks. But the one thing which I will say about Brighton is they really need to sort their traffic light system out. It is fucking dangerous. So you know like usually when you get like a pedestrian crossing, there are usually two indicators of when it is safe to cross a a road crossing, isn't there? Either the red man turns to a green man, prompting you to cross the road, or you'll hear the alarm going beep, 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 and you can cross the road. Yeah, simple enough. For some reason, they don't exist in Brighton. So it's just literally a matter of, okay, I'm looking at four different roads of traffic. Two of them are stopped, but I don't know if the other two are going to stop. So you literally make, like, one footstep on the road and all of a sudden, like, you see a car go zooming past. And I was like, fuck, this is bad. I don't don't know when it's safe to cross the road. But, yeah, Brighton, hella nice. You know, the city itself is lovely. The beach is all right. If there's a bit more sand, I'd probably enjoy it more, but it's just stone. Um, There was a couple getting married. That was interesting to see. Um... Check out Brighton. Very, very nice. That was my bizarre adventure.
0: You know who lives in Brighton?
1: I know two people who used to live in Brighton. It used to be Felix, PewDiePie, and Sean McLaughlin, Jacksepticeye. Okay. So yeah, both of those used to live in Brighton, but obviously Felix is now in Japan, and obviously it's only been a of time before Jack moves on. Yeah, so that's my adventure. What,
0: what have you guys been up to? Well, come on, Chris. You've been quiet. Yeah, Chris, what's your bizarre uh, adventure? I know, we know what you're about to talk about. We know come it
2: on. is. Well, well, we've all been on adventures, it seems, so... uh You've been to Snowden, you've been to Brighton, and I was at a uh, all-day metal festival, but I do have quite a lot to say on that subject, so I think I'm going to hold fire on that until later on okay. so stay tuned everyone okay. in the meantime though there was a certain star wars show that wrapped up between this and the last episode mandalorian
0: you may have heard of it it's got people in it it's great yeah, <laughs> we did talk about the first episode when it came out yeah that was uh, mums of season three i mean uh yes now it's all done uh yeah what are your overall thoughts Andrew? i <laughs> I guess I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. I, I like the season, but it had it has its, had its problems. I'll, I'll be honest; it had its problems. Um, and I think when it went weird, or when it, it tried to do things that I don't think it needed to do, it didn't really wasn't really that great. But then when it went into its core plot uh, storylines and plots, especially with all the Mandalorian stuff. It was proper epic and brought the whole it uh, brought season one two and three to a really good close but it mm-hmm. I, I think like there is the episode where they go to that world and it has like it has like uh Jack black and Lizzo are there like that episode was just like I I, 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 I don't know yeah I like that episode <laughs> I I, I, I... I I think I did it while watching it, but thinking back, I'm like, I don't know about it. Like, it's kind of got the air of like season
2: one, where it felt like more Monster of the week. Than yeah. It in this series. I mean, it, the, the first like episode was like the setup. Yeah. And then it felt like it was meandering <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. And then for like the last two episodes, it was like, oh yeah, we have got a plot. Yeah. <laughs> All of the action like crammed in right at the end. Yeah. It's a strange um, pacing to it, I guess. Yeah. But the ones I... where it did deviate, I did enjoy. Like, uh, like the episode where they they took like the ex-imperial uh, scientist and just like did an episode with him. I thought that was interesting. It shows yeah. you more of uh, of like what happens with like all the ex-officers now. The empire is mm. down because they've got to go somewhere. See that it's was especially at the universal.
0: Yeah, obviously that was setting up like the end of the season. But then nothing. Nothing came from from it anyway, because then what the research that they got in that episode all all of it was killed, destroyed by Dinjaro right at the end, where it was just like, yep, just get just he blows it all up, so it's like, oh, but then I think some people have said, oh it's meant to also relate to the fact that Palpatine comes back in rise of the skywalker and that's how yeah, it's it, it, also linked it's, it's
2: hinting towards like uh, how the uh, the order came together isn't it yeah
0: <laughs> which there i think it's great the, like i think with like the empire especially towards the end where it introduced uh in live action um uh, um admiral thrawn uh is, am i saying uh, wait, it brought thrown to the uh into live action kind of he's not still not appeared yet but uh he, he's he's finally been name dropped in like in a live action show or a live action star wars project so that's yeah. interesting and i'm assuming because they've been it's been announced now that the star wars film that dave fillion is going to direct and write or whatever i'm it, well, it's been confirmed. It's going to be in like this that time period after Return of the Jedi. I can only assume, but then as I say, don't assume because it makes an ass out of you and me. That uh, Admiral Thrawn will appear in that, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong.
2: I have heard of like the upcoming uh, series they've got going. <coughs> got they're the gonna do yeah, yeah. That's one that they're they're gonna take like the, them and the uh, the Mandalorian and sort of do a series or film out of
0: that like bring it all together too. yeah well that, that's basically what I. yeah because like yeah. Cause, as i said before <clears throat> as you both know i'm going through star wars chronologically and now i've got to rebels i'm not going to talk about rebels I, until i finished it but now i've watched quite a bit of star wars in chronological order now i can really see that after george lucas the big break like the next big break person who's molded star wars is dave fillion like he's done so much for the the, the the franchise and what he does is really good it's not always perfect but it is very good he's like the brainchild of the clone wars tv show he's the other half of um john favreau with the mandalorian and known enough all these other post return of the jedi shows and he's also behind star wars rebels so you know he has a he obviously has a lot of really good ideas so and a lot m- most of them people like and they work so you know he he was even in the last episode of the mandalorian funny enough yeah he, uh, he had a cameo right at the end uh when when uh dinjarin's in the bar he's there in the background in his with his cowboy hat okay so has um
2: has that chap done uh anything else besides Star Wars? Because obviously I've seen his name in the uh, directors uh, in the credits, but I'm unfamiliar
0: with him otherwise. I believe he has. I I don't know. He was initially an animator on a number of shows, and then now since uh, yeah. Well, I, I, like I said, I've mentioned Clone Wars. If I'd completely recommend watching Clone Wars, Chris, and of what I've watched of Rebels so far, completely recommend watching Rebels. <laughs> Literally, yeah. anything he touches, Star Wars related, is really good. Maybe one day, if we ever get the time. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh, uh, I, 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 I believe they said they're going to do one more series of Mando, but that's going to tie in with everything else. From what I understand, from what I've read,
0: but it's mostly hearsay it's it's all been written mm-hmm. season four has been completely written it's been confirmed they're doing a season four it's been confirmed it's been completely it's already written no idea when it's coming out what it's about whatever but yeah it's been confirmed oh, good, good. although the ending of season three made it feel like that was a series finale but you know it really did yeah It kicked his feet up it's like
2: yeah he's but he's finally got somewhere to, to rest now. He's like, you, you done? You took out, like, what
0: was essentially the big bad of the uh, series. So. And it's just, yeah. But then, yeah, as I said, they've confirmed season four. So I'm like, all right, fair enough. Um, yeah. I do
2: wonder if it's going to, if it's tying into the, the upcoming film and other series, how much so. of it is, yeah? I, I do wonder, like, how much of it is gonna feel like a Mandalorian or whether they may make the same mistake as like what they did with Boba Fett, where he's like an extra in his own show if they're building up to a bigger story.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know, we'll see what happens. see. I think for me, the star of season three was Bo Katan. Oh, yeah, the really flashed era. and well. Because, and here's another thing, because I've been going through all the Star Wars, and because I've watched the Clone Wars, that's where Bo-Katan first appears. say I know a lot more about her. So coming into season three, this, t- uh, this yeah, into the third season after watching Clone Wars, and this obviously was the season where it, she got redeemed and all that. It, I really felt it more than like when she appeared in season two, I was like, I don't know this fucking character. I know. I, oh yeah, she's a badass, but I I don't know her. I, I've not watched Clone Wars, but n- now I'm like, oh no, I was like, she was like the thing, the character I was most looking forward to seeing every episode, rather than Dinjarin. Well, I didn't enjoy Dinjarin. It's Dinjarin, the Mandalorian, but Bo-Katan was for me the standout uh, star of the show. And uh, so yeah, see. They spend ages doing
2: all this character development, and for me and my mum, like the funniest part is just Grogu in the robot suit going no, yeah. no. It's <laughs> like yeah, you don't need a character, yeah. that's funny enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, like so, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed season three. I think I I think it's the worst. The I think it's the worst season of the three, but it's still a good season.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to agree, but it's still good. And the the finales, oh yeah, up a notch. Oh, it, yeah. it goes it goes from a sort of average to like an eight <laughs> like
0: oh, overall. Oh yeah, the the finale is fantastic.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do, I do like how they deal with uh Darth Gideon. It's like
0: fucking
2: the bastard. <laughs> Just go go completely overkill. Mm. <laughs> No, it's, uh, I, think, I
0: don't think he's going to recover from that one. <laughs> I, I don't think so either. If, if he does, things I'll be surprised. Hmm?
2: Yeah. Star Wars, I can do
0: anything. Maybe may
2: There'll be like eight more clones of him knocking him in. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Uh, no, um, yeah. Right. Like I said, there were other little things that I, I clocked watching it, and I was like, oh, that's that interesting, and but... Yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. Oh, well, I know obviously I don't know if you'll be getting Jedi Survivor at some any point.
2: Uh, I plan to at some point, but one, it's EA and I don't want to give them any money. <laughs> Secondly, yeah. obviously it's brand new and it's pretty expensive, but I will get it at some point. Yeah, um, is- I have seen. Sorry,
0: but this is EA actually being good for once. Yeah,
2: still doesn't make up for it. <laughs> Uh, you, know, anyway, you can yeah. go, you can go around and kick, kick puppies, but like you give a pound to charity once, it doesn't make you a good person. <laughs> yeah. Well, not as uh, bad as that. Uh, you, would be soft. None of them had come out looking good. <laughs> no, no. Right, but yeah, going back on topic. Um, yeah, uh, I have seen the launch for this has been completely botched. Like, especially on PC, it's like unplayable. It's like the worst PC launch thing since they said like, Arkham Knight came out <laughs> completely broken. This doesn't work. Uh, and. I was, well, I was saying this several times to my friends on Twitch. It's like they, they released it like at the end of April. Why don't they just wait one week to do bug fixes and release it on the fourth of May, Star Wars Day? It's one fucking week. Why? No idea. It's, no idea. It's no it makes no sense to anyone, and I don't think I'm the only person to make that take. Mm. Mm. Funny
0: enough, there we are uh, the second season of Star Wars Visions comes out on May the fourth. Uh, haven't seen the first one. <laughs> Oh, I could probably watch the watch it. That'll probably be what I watched on that day. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll I'll be at work. <laughs> It'll be obviously, awesome when I, when I'm back from work. But
2: yeah. So yeah, that was Mando. Uh, uh, I do know. Um, Jedi Fallen Order is on Game Pass, so more than likely, I'll probably just wait till Jedi Survivor comes out mm, on that. Yeah, or, I, I don't. Have if any... that's on, uh, it, it's just a waiting game.
0: <laughs> I'd have an next gen console, so if it did, I'll get Survivor, but. Uh, because I don't, I can't. But when I do, mm. it will be one of the first games I get. I think.
2: Oh, hopefully, they would have fixed it by then
0: Hopefully, yes, yes. To be fair, you say that. I still found Fallen Order very laggy, and the frame rate dropped quite quite a lot. So even Fallen Order wasn't perfect. But yeah, it was I found still that playable. as
2: well. Yeah, I thought that would be something that would be fixed with time, but no, that's never. With it. Well, they can't fix the main game because then they're not making DLC. They're not, they're not making mm. Minecraft transactions, are they? Uh, anyway, mo- mo- moaning over <laughs> So, uh, you have also been playing a game uh, we, we say like this year is the year of the remakes And Dan has been playing
0: one, Haven't Yeah, you, funny yeah. enough, I've been playing two remakes But I'll talk about the first one uh, That actually did come out this year uh, I finally, after procrastinating and playing too much Octopath Traveler I finally played uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp I've not played loads, but I I I I've played a couple of hours, uh, probably like three four hours, and it's fun. Uh, as you both know, and listeners knows, I have played a lot of Fire Emblem. Uh, so playing Nintendo's other strategy game, or not strategy, well like uh tactical game, uh, I I can see. The similarities and the and differences, and there it's been it's been uh, a, a fun. I've had a, I've been having a, a good time playing it. I I think I'm gonna be that person. But like I think I prefer Fire Emblem, but as a good as a alternative, it's really really fun. Um The main character is voiced by the woman who does Ash Ketchum in Pokemon. I was like that's that's a nice little voice to hear uh but yeah and uh, advanced wars I, I never played the originals so i don't know how they how the, the reboot stacks up against them yeah i was just gonna ask you if
2: you played the original and if you can compare because so, i have
0: played the originals but not for a very long time so i i don't know i i I'm, i know people are really liking this reboot i know that but i don't know how like on a comparison, I, I I don't know. Uh from what
2: from what I can gather it looks almost the same. I imagine have made a load of quality of life changes. And I believe they've changed one character to uh to avoid some politics, right, in the modern day. But other than that, I think it's yeah relatively the same.
0: Yeah, on on that note, um so I start obviously I started the game uh and obviously you have your little tutorial section. Uh, You have your little tutorial campaign. So you do that and then you actually start the campaign and it gives you, this is on Advance Wars 1 and I haven't started the second game. On the first game, it gives you like a little uh, background on what's going on and it goes, oh, these two countries, They've been at peace for a long time but then, out of the blue, the other country starts attacking the other. And then when you actually fight the first enemy commander, their their enemy base looks, uh, inspired by Russia. And their ability is no. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I can understand why this game was delayed. By four months. <laughs> yeah, I can understand why this game was delayed for four months. I can really, un- really see it from literally ten minutes into the game.
1: It's <laughs> a temporal, just yeah. Based on the timing of the release, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know it's just a shame because of it and. That, yeah. Um, but yes, you you are right. They have rewritten a character. I don't know who. I I, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I might find, have a look and see which character. But yes, they have rewritten a character because of well, problems. Um,
2: yeah. But, well, well, we'll let it lie since I'm already banned in Russia. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, otherwise, like, this like. I'll I've played play four or five games. So playing this, this is. Advanced Wars it's not like Fire Emblem where every cha- your, each unit every character you don't want them to die. In in Advance Wars you are going to lose units and that's fine. That it's okay to lose units because you can build more. It's it's like a it's half like Fire Emblem but then half like I don't know like um Command and Conquer or something like that where you can Yeah, I was going to compare it to that, yeah. Like how, you, when you get bases and then I think you can get airports and then docks you can build tanks um airplanes helicopters ships submarines so the only like the characters are your commanding officers and they don't actually have a sprite on your map they're just they're you just ordering they're just ordering your units they they don't they don't have a actual sprite a model on the map to and you move them it's just yeah So uh, it's it's definitely a bit more like yeah it's okay to lose units and you can with like the tanks you can combine them together which I've actually not done since uh, I've been playing which I've just realised I was like I've not actually done that since the tutorial so I might actually do that Um, but I i said I've played maybe seven state seven maps so far and I'm really enjoying it. The first one is is kind of like adding each map is adding like a new mechanic which, and I think in the second game it just uh, doesn't handhold you as much whereas the first game is a bit more a bit more tutorially or a bit more adding things each time uh, which is fine for someone who's never played it. Uh, so but I I'm, I'm having a good time. Um yeah, it's just some something a nice alternative to Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah,
2: good. Yeah. Um, so I have also played another Nintendo title, but before I go on about that, uh, Brandon's been a bit quiet. <laughs> Oh, been it's doing because rent. I've
1: literally been up to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I've literally done like I've literally done nothing. <laughs> like I went on the weekend out, and I've just been reading Jojo's, which we've already spoken and spoke about Jojo's before. Um I literally can't contribute anything. I, I do apologize. <laughs> I'm well, here, you know, I'm here in my pom-poms cheering you both on.
2: Well well, listeners, he's uh he's telling a little fib there because uh, I watched him stream uh his first attempt at a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh speed run having been inspired by i uh oh yeah our so our show. a few <laughs> few
1: weeks ago i did my actual first ever run off stream and then i thought you know let's just let's just try it as a stream so i did a stream of um using mm. the, the live split software to do a speedrun of you give a bit of memories. And I can actually say with due di- diligence, when you're speedrunning, trying to stream and make conversation with viewers at the same time is a bit stressful at Especially times. Especially when I'm trying to put you off. I know, because you were just so entertained by Bean Soldier and my ho- and my horsefish. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Who isn't? <laughs> Tats-
1: tatsuno Otoshi no Okoto or something like that is the name of it. No, I but yeah, don't. I mean, like when I first tried doing the speed run using the live split software i did get a bit confused about what buttons i need to press to do the moving of the splits um but yeah i mean i don't know if it's streamer luck but i got really crazy luck for the first two hours of the run it's a shame that i don't know if i can necessarily like pause runs and then like reopen it at a later date because obviously i had to cut my stream short which i was lied to because i could have stream for like another half hour but oh well um but yeah i want to continue that i because rec- you know i was speaking to people about the history of the game and speed running strategies and stuff but i can say like if you were to stream run something like a platformer or something which is very like movement intense compared to like this where there's like a bit of time in between Doing things, I can see how streaming and speedrunning at the and at the same time, like, can cause anxiety. Like, it's just like you can't look at your chat, you can't look at your. No, you can't. can't. (laughs) Like, you've really got me in the zone. And what doesn't help is that the speedrun for Oh Forbidden Memories is on average about six hours plus. Like for someone who's like just started, like the world record is like just under two and a half hours. Like you know, doing like your first speed run. I mean, like like I said, it's fortunate it's a game where you can take your time. But if it's something like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Mario, Legend of Zelda, fuck trying to stream that. I, I haven't got enough patience. I'll, I'll stick with my Yu food Oh memories. But yeah, I mean, I guess I did that. And that's a thing I did. Um, I've literally I've literally played nothing new. I've I've re well, I kind of spent money and re-downloaded Sonic Adventure two because I really fucking love that game and I really love the music. Um, I've not even watched anything. I've, well, I have say that, that's a lie. we spoken, I think it was the last episode, Dan, where we mentioned about the seed of Fruit of Evolution oh, anime. And I said, like, uh, the comedy gosh. in it is great. And I will say the comedy in it is great. Like, it is, <laughs> comedy is great. But that's that's it. That's the only selling point it's got. Season one introduced you to all the cutesy characters, and they've all got the nice little personalities, you know, which gave which made the anime overall average at best, probably below average actually. But then you go into season two. Fucking hell! It takes such a nosedive. Like the last few episodes were just so painful to watch, Mate, especially the last.
0: It's an anime where a monkey eats a fucking fruit and turns into an anime girl. Yeah, like that's like that's I one of its tell, charms. I could tell you from that, from the premise, it was never going to be a, a good anime. It was never going to be that- one this- I was going to watch. I mean,
1: you could say this like same thing about one piece, like a man eats a fruit, like oh, the wait. forbidden fruit, and you get stretchy arms.
0: <laughs> yeah, one piece is awesome. Is about
1: pirates. Yeah, this was about anime girls, which is just as good. Um, oh yeah, speaking of anime girls, I'm calling <laughs> you out, Chris, for going ubu.
0: <laughs> Fuck, oh, Brandon. What? Oh, never mind. What? <laughs> I didn't say anything, did I? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. What are you I saying? Don't know. Dan,
1: Dan you... just started laughing for no reason. What are you about to say? I was just saying, I'm going to call Chris out, because as I was streaming, you go for the memories. You typed uwu in my chat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, as a sort of like cringe joke. <laughs> it's hard to be sarcastic in chat. Just, <laughs> even to the point when I typed it again because I was like oh I felt dirty typing that so when I typed it again I put an asterisk in it, so it just
3: said,
1: mm-hmm. Okay, I was wondering where you go with that yeah that's, that's all that's all I was doing with that yeah yeah no,
2: nothing too bad uh, nothing too uh, bad it, it was entertaining watching you just the entire time I was thinking what the fuck's going on I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh it was, is chaotic like, it is I was I'm... like I assume you're doing well <laughs> just you wait until you get to the end so yeah so viewers
1: if you want to see the end of it Please, please watch it. But the very last part of the game is where so much RNG bullshit can happen. Like, I can see myself getting really stressed at the end of the speed run. <laughs> <laughs> Because the Final Six is like the be-all, end-all of the game. And if you get a really bad run, you'll be stuck there for hours. But if you get a good run, you can do it in about
2: 45 minutes. So I'm sure being best. PS1 hardware, there'll be ways to manipulate the AI. Sure, there will be. There always is in the older games. It's like, play a certain card and the computer like shits itself and doesn't know what to do. That's why it
1: comes to the condition of no RNG manipulation. Yeah. So if you go into the game and like do something like the coding stuff, then you can. But the actual game itself is unfair like the actual game mechanic is unfair because usually when you play Yu-Gi-Oh, you're meant to have five cards in your hand the very last enemies all have 20 cards in their hands and they all know what you've got in your hands and they all know what cards you play face down in the field they, they just know everything so, they will just always play like a perfect counter to what you are thinking you're about to do. So, the only way you can win is just to brute force and just overpower them. And it's the only way you can win. But if you don't get those cards, you, you're lost. So, like, I got, like, when I was doing the stream, I got very lucky when I was against Pegasus. Because he didn't draw out his Bakuri box, which would absolutely annihilate me. And he didn't bring out Meteor Black Dragon, which would have completely annihilated me. I got super lucky there. Mm, I just,
2: yeah, um, right. just remember like, you mentioned Pegasus and me and someone else in chat were like, hold on, if you say Pegasus, by uh, by that logic, that means Hercules is in it. And then that must mean that Danny DeVito is in it from the film Hercules. I was wondering where the Danny <laughs> DeVito stuff came in because I was just so confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that suggests that. It's like, oh, you- you and Adrian, told you Danny
1: like, DeVito. <laughs> yeah, I had like no idea what he was on about. I was just so, cause, like cause I said, I was so busy focusing on what I was doing. Like, I just saw Danny DeVito appear in my chat. I was like, I'm not even going to bother asking. It's just there. <laughs> I can see Danny DeVito just looking at
2: me. I would shit <laughs> um, bricks if the actual Danny DeVito
1: appeared <laughs> in chat. Obviously, he's just one of your emotes. He's just there in my chat. I'm just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck's sake. Here's so him. anyway, I started blasting.
0: <laughs> Here's something about Danny DeVito. Yeah. I would he should play Wario. He does look like yeah. he'd
1: do a good Wario. Yeah. And it's Waluigi. been so long since I've seen like a, a more recent Danny DeVito. I don't know whether he could do Do you think he's got the right voice for it? Yes. Dan
0: DeVito. Ah, Danny
1: DeVito. Yeah. He's got the
2: right voice. For it. Danny DeVito I mean, got, 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 right got the
1: haircut and then everything.
2: No, I just thought, Danny DeVito playing Wario. So by logic, Waluigi should be being played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hmm. Like <laughs> what? Yes. Make it happen. Yes. How did, did Arnie you know.
1: become Waluigi? Did, did,
2: Have you yeah. not seen the hit movie Twins? Yes. No. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yep, yep, the, the old 80s film where um, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger were twins. And the, the joke you're thinking of is the main joke of the film.
1: <laughs> oh, good God.
2: It's amazing. i literally seen, seen. Arnie and Danny DeVito just... <laughs> Watch it, dude. It's a fucking riot. Well, go.
0: kind of going back. Chris. Yes. Your, uh, your reboot... The game you've been playing.
2: Yeah, actually, very quickly on about Reboot. Apparently, they're going to remake Twins, but I hope that doesn't happen. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyway, yes, uh, let's bring it back. So so I played a remake. Uh, I played, uh, thanks to my niece who lent me this game uh, so I could stream it. So thanks, Abby. Yeah, I've been playing uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which I know came out a little while ago but I never saw the need to buy it because it is, in essence, a remake of Red and Blue, but with more like Pokemon Go implemented features. And I thought, yeah, I don't want something that feels like a mobile game right? <laughs> like, and a remake of a game that I really love. I, I just didn't see the point, you know. But since I've been lent it, it's like, yeah, go on then. I'll give it a go. And I have some thoughts. I'm not sure where to start. As overall, the, the basic structure is the same. It is red and blue. Uh, the map layout's the same. There's different, well, slightly different story beats. This It's the same plot, but it's got like a sort of weird timeline thing. Because the, the plot is like the same. Like you're the trainer, you've got the, the guy next door who's your rival. But it's not like red and blue. Like you're established to be completely different characters. Uh, and this cemented in by the fact that like, you go to the first town and you bump into blue, who's already established to like be a champion but then everything else still takes place you still got Team Rocket in it doing the Rocket hideout and Silph Co so it is like a retread oh. it's kind of a weird continuity thing <laughs> it's, a, it's almost like a soft reboot um, but I do like some of the writing in this uh, your rival in it isn't an ass. he's Kind of more like, I suppose, like Hop from like the, the newer games. He's like, he's buddy buddy. He's like, he wants to be a friend. He wants to see you do well. Mm-hmm. And I actually like one of the things they do with him. Like, um, because you, you know, like you, you have your rival and they've got their team throughout the entire game. Yeah. And it's just, well, it's seemingly random what they've got but they do uh, they flesh out his character a little bit and explains like why he's got one or two of the pokemon like obviously he's got his starter which will be like the opposite to what you've got so i've got eevee so he's got pikachu cuz that's the other game title but later on it it takes like uh cues from the story of the first game so prime example for it is uh lavender tower you know you have the bit with uh the bone looking for its mum marrow whack well, um hmm. well your, your rival adopts the bone so uh-huh. later on he's got that in his party that's part of his formation i must think that's because right, he's like yeah that makes sense it ties in and it explains why he's got it and why you're fighting it so yeah that's Pretty good. Well done, game. Have a point. They make Team Rocket to be a bit more competent in this one as well. Uh like the grunts actually try and stop you rather than just tell you codes and passwords. <laughs> one chappy even like who you meant to get the lift key for in the game corner in the Rocket Hideout, actually like throws it away and go, Ha, who are you? You're not getting the lift key now. And there's a very short segment where you can take you take control of Eevee, not your character, and like have a little run around to like, go through our like, event system and pick it up, which I feel is a good thing because I thought, oh, that feels makes a partner dynamic feel a bit more fleshed out. But at the same time, it's never used again.
0: I, I, was, I, was, like, oh. I was like,
2: oh, I was like, are we gonna do this again in Silvco? Like, make it feel like more like an infiltration thing? Like, do a bit of Metal Gear Solid, well, not Metal Gear EV, I suppose. <laughs> get, get his little uh, Solid Snake jumpsuit on because you can change his costume. in there. It's like, ah, oh, that'd be great. But no, it's only used once and never brought it up again. So I was like, eh. missed opportunity, I feel. Yeah, when you would
0: have made it, I was like, I bet it's like a one and one and done thing. And no, yeah, again. it
2: really is. It, it, it's literally your last sight of like, a minute. It's like, uh, it's like, uh. I mean, it, it is good, but I would just wish they'd used it again at some point. I've got a it question. Have like, yeah. Can you evolve EV? You cannot. No, it just refuses it because it, they kind of act like um, Pikachu in oh, Pokemon Yellow he's like, and he, uh, it follows you around. Um, can you get another EV? I suppose, Uh I never found one. If you can, I don't know how. I don't know. I Well, you can catch Pikachu, so I guess the only way you get more Eevee is to catch I in mean, Let's Go Pikachu and it, transfer n- them over. Oh, okay. Now you
0: said that, now that makes me want to get Let's Go Pikachu over Let's Go Eevee because I was initially going to get... I've I I not played it, and I want to get Let's Go Eevee because Eevee's cooler than Pikachu, but if you can't evolve Eevee...
1: Yeah, that is a problem. It's like,
0: yeah. why would you have Pikachu when you can evolve Eevee into a better electric pokemon yeah absolutely jolteon is my favorite gen one uh electric pokemon so yeah it's not like
1: you miss raichu in the first place do you like you, you get the gimmick of when you fight Surge but after that it's just that's it
0: Jolteon's better yeah. like stat wise Jolteon's better than Raichu Raichu's still uh. good but Jolteon's just better
2: well it's it's kind of negated in this game like um uh. I'll, I'll, expl- I'll explain why so one thing I don't like about this and there's they're, they're, all, they're all sort of stem from the same problem but you've got Eevee in your party as you like the Pikachu you cannot remove him he will not move like you you stuck with him so that kind of like ruins if you want to do like a nuzlocke say is like oh you can't do it because you, you've got eevee no matter what and uh you can't do like a, a mono type run or anything apart from normal types. but well, you could but you'd be limited yeah. to five yeah but like, you still got eevee in your party you can't get you it just unless... don't use them that's what i mean like you're just limited to five rather than six yeah um doesn't work like that <laughs> why uh because you've got a new party he's also your hm slaves and he's also needed for plot progression
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, that's what I mean. Just keep him from your party. Just have him as your HMs. Well, yeah, you still obviously have, have him as a HM safe, but also get your other people with the HM in it. Uh,
2: uh, only Eevee learns HMs, and they're not HMs in this game. They're like skills that he has. Like, he, he learns all like Surf and all that stuff. It's all tied to Eevee. So um, other Pokemon can't learn Surf or whatever? No. Really? Not even like Gyarados? They, they, well, they, they can get the TM for it, but it doesn't work. It doesn't have like any overworld effect.
1: Okay, so essentially you're still
2: limited to five Pokemon then. So that's fine. Yeah but you still have to use Eevee in battles to progress. Ah. Uh, yeah, it, it takes away a lot, a lot of challenge, which kind of sucks. I'm, I'm replaying it again. Like I've, do, I've, I've done the whole full playthrough already, and I'm replaying it for the Switch, but um, it feels a, quite samey, even with a d- completely different party, because what they do with Eevee is completely, like, wacky stats way up, and so he's always, like, relevant. And there's, like, mm. a lot of items that are dedicated just to powering him up. Like uh, like Evie candy, which is where like the sort of Pokemon Go sort of stuff starts to come in. You just feeding candy like rare candies to just level him up. There's certain spots in the game that'll uh increase like your friendship value by just like interacting with stuff and a lot of things. Cause this game feels like it really holds your hands, like it's genuinely made for like first timers. Because once your friendship level starts to increase, and it will, uh, if people try to attack your Pokemon, sometimes their moves will just miss due to the power of friendship. Like they just won't hit you outright, or if they do get hit you you will survive on one hp because it says oh they hang in there because they don't want to disappoint you and so much so like even if they get hit with status of ailments status ailments they can just like shake them off it's like oh didn't want to disappoint so he's no longer got paralysis so it's like do you not want me to lose this game um another couple of things if say like you want to do an nuzlocke, it's like not not doable because some of the gyms require you uh, before you can even take on the gym like you normally would they actually require you to be at a certain level to fight Misty you have to be a level 15 to fight Sabrina you have to be a level 45 at least they won't let you go on otherwise no. and to fight Brock you need to have uh, you need to have a water or grass type in your team you have to like show it to the guy at the door to get. Him. And the most annoying one for to fight Koga the fifth gym, you need to have caught 50 pokemon. It's like, "Oh, you've only got 45 species. Is that like not going to enough? Go back and catch 50." Which at that point in the game is like a further the pokédex. So that's like nearly everything you've seen up to that point so uh, you've only got like wriggle room for like i think about five or so that you can miss so you and going on to battles is like, there's no random encounters like everything's on the overworld like mm. uh scarlet and violet yeah but but you don't fight them uh it's just like purely like the pokemon go mechanic you just throw a ball at them, throw a berry and them, catch them that way ah. and you get experience that way and it it's got like experience share turned on i don't think there's any way to turn it off like uh the, like the diamond and pearl remakes you can't so you catch it pokemon
0: it's violet either uh
2: no no you can't uh, at least last i played i don't know if it may have been patched since. no no no. no okay why do they add these mechanics i know it makes it accessible to like younger kids that's that's fine. exactly the point that's exactly yeah. the point
0: that's why it's it's so easy is it, like, yeah. say what you're gonna say uh no go on <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to think oh uh, this. Like, despite the fact that uh, most of the people that play the Pokemon games are people in their late 20s, 30s. <laughs> yeah. it, it still oh, someone saying that.
2: Someone's saying that about the Mario film. is like, oh, I don't know if the kids is like, yeah, the whole audience is for the people in the 40s. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: that, that little kid wouldn't know what fucking Kid Icarus is, but yeah. I know. <laughs>
2: They've never played f Zero in their lives. They don't
0: know <laughs> wrecking crew.
2: Yeah, they don't recognise a... F- Star Fox at all? I think kicked them in the nuts. <laughs> uh, it, it is a shame, but it's the fact that they don't give you,
1: even give you the option to like turn these like assisted things off. No, I don't like, think the option should be there. system, for example. Yeah,
0: and but... it's because of these reasons. Why still? And I I you, uh, Why I think Gen Five. Is the peak of Pokemon. It's because of these reasons. Gen five was the last time that Game Freak felt, it felt like Game Freak gave a fuck about their their Pokemon, about Pokemon. Where they went to the wars and did they made it hard, they made it easy. If you wanted it, you could. It it felt they felt like the last time Game Freak actually gave a fuck. Yeah, black black and white felt nice. Black and white, black and white too. But you know that's just my opinion. That, yeah, you know, I could definitely yeah, tell that you know, like, like, XY I mean. felt yeah, yeah, a bit. Yeah easy and yeah. the sun
1: and moon i don't even want to touch ever again
2: i keep I... trying to replay sun and moon but i'll get about half hour and it's like oh christ just let me play the game <laughs> and i'll just yeah, get a lot of time. talking i just don't like the <laughs> mechanics of it's it literally, right it's literally it's literally hours it's not like to do anything
0: yeah, yeah i think it took me like and it must have been like an hour or two just before i even got to like the first pokemon center and i was like i can't believe it's taking me this long to get to a fucking pokemon center yeah
2: it's like oh it's like oh oh i can finally catch pokemon what can i catch it was like yeah you can catch like two pokemon actually <laughs> yeah. Go, going back to eevee one really random thing in it is I bought some, like, new controllers because, like, my Joy-Cons got drift, so I finally bought some new ones. And funnily enough, I bought some Pokemon ones, and they're really nice, like, detachable ones. But because I've done that, I started playing it in handheld mode, and I got on fine. Like, you can use a sort of gyroscope to, like, catch your Pokemon. As I say, it's like Pokemon Go, so you, like, move it around. But you don't have to do that. You can just use the analog sticks and move your cursor around that way. Perfectly fine. For some reason, when I dock it, it will not allow me to use, like, a controller I've got for it. It it insists I use the Joy-Cons or, um, I, 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 have to, I have to either use the Joy Cons, have it in handheld mode, or use the special controller that like, was like Pokeball controller just for like Pokemon Eevee and, uh, um But yeah, it will not let me use a controller, and I fail to see why because all it's doing is the exact same thing I would do if I had it in handheld mode, and you don't need to use the gyroscopes. Oh, <laughs> I'm not yeah. doing it when I'm doing. I'm not doing it when I'm doing motion controls, but. At the minute, on the, on the motion controls, when I've been playing it, because of how my setup is, I'm not like flat with my screen. My screen's to an angle, so for motion controls, it makes it very awkward because I'm not facing it directly. But I've found I don't really need to aim at all. <laughs> I've had better luck aiming like away from the TV and tilting my little JoyCons, and that seems to work absolutely fine. So like accuracy is just not an issue. The only problems I've had is try- trying to go sideways, but for going straight on, it's fine. <laughs> so I, I don't know if the motion controls are broken or what, because it's really hard but i mean it, it seems like it feels fine it's just aiming doesn't seem to be a, a factor it's like just throw the jo- just tilt the Joy-Con up and it will do the game will do the rest for you if it make it fe- if it made it feel like you had to be like ultra accurate like you were actually throwing a pokeball that would have been uh a- it would have made the game harder yes but it would have made, made it feel slightly more realistic made it feel like i'm actually throwing a pokeball at the thing if i miss i miss it's on me but no you, you literally just like flick the control. The Joy Con, boom, you're done, you're done. Yeah, but as I say, let's like go. It is essentially just a remake of Gen 1, but with some things I like and some things I dislike. Wow, is that an overview? <laughs> oh, one, one thing that really annoyed me. I was looking forward to getting to Future City because that's where the Safari Zone is. Safari Zone's not in it. Instead, they've replaced it with, like, some multiplayer lobby thing for, like, Pokemon yeah. Go. Yeah, for, like, your mobile games so you can, like, all hang out. It's, like, like, online. It's, like, it's essentially just, like, a park so you can interact with other people. It's, like, there's no... There's no... There's no, no Survival Zone. It's, like, you what? I wanted to go there. I was looking forward to that. I like Survival Zone. There's a bit of a pain in the bum when you, like, play it again and again, but... I thought, oh, new gen—that'll be fun to walk around. So it's always exciting to see getting a load of Pokemon in one how go. How do
0: you <sighs> get those Pokemon?
2: Uh, they're just sort of scattered across routes, oh. as you would expect. So Gengar, Khan, like uh, Executor, execute. Nah, knocking around. There is one thing though I don't know about. Uh, if you go to the game corner, you can't gamble there anymore.
0: Yeah, oh, that—that's. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that. They Yeah, that. I understand. They stopped that uh, easy to go.
2: Yeah, I, I understand why that's been taken out, but I have absolutely no idea how you get pouring on. Oh. I don't know if you just talk to an NPC because like. you can get like Cypher and pincer from there. Uh, I and mean, in both my playthroughs, I've not come across any of them. do forget Trattini as well. Yeah, uh, well, I've seen Trattini in game, but I don't know where the hell the other ones are. I haven't, I don't think I've seen a pincer or Cypher at all. It's usually they're in the Safari zone. That's what I mean. Yeah, normally they are. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're. Just in the route, and I just haven't seen them because it's rare because it just up. Have you random. fought any as part of trainer battles? No, I genuinely can't remember seeing one at all. There must be in there, but there's are in
0: Let's Go Pikachu,
2: yeah, possibly. But didn't uh, wasn't Pinsir a blue exclusive and Cypher a red exclusive? I don't know, Is there still that going on? Yeah, I don't know, I genuinely don't know. Uh, I, it, I mean, I'm not bummed out about the gambling gaming corner because i never did it anyway i always thought it was tedious and i'm not a fan of it anyway and i totally understand why that's not in it
1: but then so it's the team (laughs) rocket based on on the underneath
2: yeah that's still there that still plays out the same um and jesse and james popping occasionally as well just like yellow (laughs) they're still there so they took out the um, took out the game corner because i don't want kids gambling. But if you want to do all the features, you've got to download the app and buy in-app purchases. So
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> and buy the extra oh, controllers. No. So yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> We've got to make money somehow. Oh mate, it still costs the earth to buy anyway. Aho, yeah. If I, I was, I was going to say, if you see it cheaper, then pick it up because it's still worth playing. It's still a good time for the uh, even with all the nitpicks. It's still Pokemon, and I have enjoyed it because I want to stream it again like, after I finished it. Oh, look, I go, that was pants. The one and no, I have I have a fun playing it. The core gameplay is still there. Uh, I was going to say pick it up cheap, but it's Nintendo and they never come down in price. Yeah. yeah. If, um, if you see one of the charity shop, snappy look.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I want to play it, but uh, I'm not going to spend a ridiculous amount of money on it. Yeah, as I say,
2: it's only because I've been fortunate enough to uh, be loaned it that I can not play it at all. Uh, I think once I'm done, that's it. Like, two playthroughs, I think that's enough. It's like, I- I'm doing a uh, normal type only run because that's like the only real challenge I can do. with it. <laughs> mm. And I'll be honest, it's mostly just the Eevee show because Eevee's completely overpowered. It's in your first team slot, you use it every time. And, and uh, there's, there's like a move to, to that Teaches it moves, and all the moves are one hundred percent accurate. have Have ninety base power, and they always, without fail, uh, do a status effect. So if you use like the electric move, it will always paralyze. If you use the fire move, always burns, and
0: so on. Completely OP. On that note, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I actually did pop into your stream earlier. I didn't actually mm-hmm. say anything in the chat, or I didn't even put uh, any anything towards your weed only challenge. I forgot, but you were Don't flying the R box, and yeah. you really confused me. So Eevee was way. poisoned, yeah, and you stayed in, yeah. attacked, and then Evie died. And I was like, "Why do not you switch to the, your Snorlax so that Evie would survive?" Doesn't really matter. So I'll, I'll be
2: honest: if I'm reading, if I'm reading chat half the time, I'm just smashing the A button. I'm not even. Paying attention. Or oh, I, okay,
0: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write it in chat, but I just watching and you like. Oh, Evie's poisoned. He'll die. I'll, I'll tell
2: you why. It's it's because of what I stated earlier. Um, where sometimes because of friendship, it'll just shake poison off. So I just left oh, it right. in uh, on the chance it to say. Oh, it, didn't, it just miraculously.
0: Oh fun. right. Okay, that and makes sense. But I think well, what? can I didn't realise watching it earlier, I was like, why have you just let Eevee die while it, while he was poisoned? Why didn't you just switch? Okay, that that makes sense then. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. And
2: I've, I, also, I also got the water move, which essentially acts like Mega Drink. I thought, if I get low on health, I'll just spam that and then
0: get my HP back. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah
2: that's why. Mm. <laughs>
0: uh, I actually... Oh, sorry, guys. Um, I actually did pl- have played another remake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, it's it's quite a few years old now. Um, uh it's by the same company that did the Demon Souls remake, funny enough. I've started playing Shadow of the Colossus, the remake. Though I've got I've got the original, but I've not played it, and now I'm playing the remake. Um,
2: yeah, I did see your post saying like you got the original. I was like, you just played the, the
0: remake because there's like no real reason to play the original. <laughs> no, uh, I've I've only done three Colossi, but I I'm really liking it i got really confused by how to control my horse initially because it's not the it's it's not the most simple controls um to control your horse but uh now now that i know i'm like okay okay um I, i'm a bit i'm much more comfortable exploring that beautiful world uh, the game looks incredible I, I, like, oh yeah,
2: a lot of people like praise it for the story and the uh the looks, but for me, I I've played it and it's a one and done. It's like yeah, it looks nice, yeah, the plot's all right, but I didn't like the way it controlled itself. Yeah, on, I'm on not going to say
0: an yeah. yeah, Uh so I'm not I'm not very far. I've only done three Colossi out of like what sixteen, or some something like that. So I'm not even halfway, not even a quarter. Uh, but. I'm i enjoying it. I like how each boss is essentially a puzzle in itself. It's not just I'll oh, do this, right? Dead, right? Okay, move on. It's like here, essentially, each boss is its own puzzle that you've got to work out. Right? How how the fuck do I climb up? How do I do this? How do I get to this? Uh, it's weak point. How do? I, oh, the weak point's gone. Where is the next weak point? How do I get to that? Do I? Uh, am I gonna get shaken off? Da 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 da. Um the third one was the one i the, f- the third class i i got really stuck on for ages and then after about 20 minutes i it fi- i finally worked out what i was meant to do and i was like right okay i had a feeling it was what i need to do because it's the one where it has the sword and it brings it down you have to bring it down on the little like metal thing and then it's it breaks the armor it I didn't it kept coming down on like not on the metal thing and i was like oh and then i climb up and then i was like then well, where the fuck do i go from here but uh, like i said i'm not that far but I'm, I'm enjoying it i i need to play more uh this week yeah. i'll try but yeah
2: there's a Here's the thing with um, Shadow Colossus, and I know uh, it's been brought up numerous times, how it's like big and open, mm. but there's not much to actually find in it. I mean, the, yeah. the remake actually added stuff because it's like, they've, they've got to put something in there. Yeah. And I feel it's, it's more for, spe- for spectacle, like mm. to like, at the time push the power of the PS2. Yeah. And give like a, some weight of scale to the colossi to like, emphasize just how big they are. Mm. And, uh, but I do wonder if it, the game would have been better paced if they had like big open areas but not like the big open world just like say for the most part keep it on the linear path because you only fight the colossi in order anyway Mm. like uh just having linear path and then when you get close to the colossi then it opens up a bit but more like a sort of big boss arena you still have the sense of scale but the whole area is just for you to fight that one colossi like i don't know like a a desert scape or something or Mm. like the uh the big water temple yeah uh uh, uh, that's just me spitballing because if they didn't add like the collectibles because I've only played the remake I've not played the the original I do wonder if I'd have played the original how much of my I feel like I would have just wasted my time it's like oh I've climbed all the way up this cliff and feel like it took me like 20 minutes there's nothing here it looks pretty <laughs>
0: that's it I don't know. Don't yeah. it's one of my friends it's his favorite game so when i i obviously I told him uh soon after I'd uh decided to play it I, I told him he's very excited uh to hear that i was playing it um and yeah i am enjoying it i see i'm not very far, so i don't really i like it is a good game i'm just not that far so but i i'm yeah it's it's it is good blue point they, they know how to make remakes they <laughs> they know what they're doing with, with remakes apparently they remi- they're remaking metal gear solid one I, I don't know if that's been confirmed but rumor has it that's their next game
2: oh that'll be interesting i do like the metal gear solid games i'm not like a mega fan but i have played them all uh so i'll be quite excited to see what the remake
0: of the first one will be like like well see re- the first one's already been rem- remade so it'd be a remake i i don't know if it'll be I-, I think it'll be a mixture of the two i i think they'll pro. i don't know they'll probably do it a bit more like uh yeah i could see they're having more influence of the original than the remake but then still having a bit of the remake as well i i don't know I, I don't know if that makes i don't think that makes sense but i kind of know what i kind of mean but i don't think i made it i think i went in dambo mode where i say, say stuff and it kind of doesn't make sense
2: i mean i do wonder if they they remake it like how many of the game mechanics will change because there's yeah. a lot of things in metal gear solid that are like used once and then never used again yeah or like uh... it feel a little bit gimmicky <laughs>
0: Like is it the missile where you like guide it and you don't really do that again,
2: or do you? No, you use it. Use it for like one boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Uh, and then you got other like the the infamous card puzzle with like the temperature check that was yeah. a pain in the ass no matter how you shake it. So <clears> if they if they take like this sort of use the sort of same basis for the puzzle but completely change how it's done, I think it benefited massively. Mm. And I don't think the weight of a psycho mantis reading your memory card
0: will be as impactful as it once was. Well, I wonder how that'll be the thing of like how especially with um, modern consoles like how do you get by that? well. well on the PS3, you just change, you go onto like your uh, controller thing and just switch it to controller 2, 3, or 4. That's how you get by it on with a PS3. So I don't know how it will work on. Yeah, I don't know. Oh,
2: was, powers Limited, it was a Psycho Mantis. It's like, if he's got all your online details, we like your PlayStation account and whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh I, oh, I see you haven't bought the DLC. <laughs> what are you doing?
0: Funny <laughs> enough, when I went on to. <laughs> advanced wars uh it, i started booting up and goes hello dan i was like how the fuck does this game know, I, know my name's dan and then i realized oh i bet i know when i thought about it i was like oh i'm on on my account that's called dan i'm pretty sure it's just it's that but it was a bit of a like what what the fuck is going on here <laughs> so uh, if i bet if you had it be like hello spanky it's like oh it's because my account on my switch is called spanky I don't know if it actually is. So I'm just saying. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've got to be careful on my my, my switch ones because I've I've got my, my my own one. I've got the Chris one, and then when I'm live, I've got it on this Spanky account. Yeah. I don't want my
0: name on there. Yeah. But you, like you know I you know what I mean I was just I, I literally went on I was like what? But yeah, I wonder if like I don't know what they'll do with Psychomantis if that is a, if the case. I think San Mantis would be the, the thing I would be most interested to see how it works in another reboot of Metal Gear Solid 1. Mm. Yeah, 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 Shadow of yeah. the Crosses. Yeah. Good, good, beautiful remake. Good game so far. Yeah. We'll, we'll continue to play.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say uh, a quick note about my um my my big day out, but I think I can keep it pretty brief because I do actually have one more thing. I'll, <laughs> one more game I want to talk about, which I completely forgot about. Have either of you guys played Ghostwire Tokyo? Nope. nope.
0: I know of it though.
2: No, no well, uh, it's been added to like the PlayStation Plus, so I given that a go. Because I thought, oh, this, this looks like it might be interesting. Um, it's made by Bethesda and uh, TA Studios, who are the same people behind The Evil Within and um, Hi Fi Rush. I was like, well, I like really like both of those games. So I thought I'd download this and give it a try. And I'm several hours in, and it is like a sort of open world first person collectathon combat thing. It, it takes like elements of like games like Prey with like some parkour stuff, like a little bit like Dying Light. Those could relate it to as well. And honestly, it's aggressively average. Like everything yeah. you feel like you do is like I've done this, but better in every other game. Like there's there's it's just different types of collectibles, so you always type of things. It's like there's like treasures to find, there's souls to find. The one thing that annoys me with one of these souls is firstly, uh, in game there are two hundred thousand four hundred souls to find, so that's gonna keep you busy. <laughs> they are like grouped together in like tens, twenties, that kind of thing, but there are a hell of a lot, like ridiculously. Even even breaking it down as like, yeah, there's still like, tw- like 20,000 to find, or something ridiculous. Like, good lord. And what one of the upgrades you can get for your skills is just collect them faster because <laughs> you like you hold down a button. But yeah, if you needed a skillity like that, maybe you should have scaled it back a bit. And just to make it ever since more annoying, to collect them, you need to like use an item. And if that gets full because you collected too many souls, you can't pick any more up. So if you get into an area and like there's several around there, but you've just spent like a couple of minutes parkouring your way up there and you can collect a couple but you've no more no longer got any space you got to do it again which is annoying and uh they were basically like a telephone kiosk you can empty these things out i suppose it's a bit like a ghost trap from ghostbusters you, you unload it and then you go out again you can expand it later on but it feels like why do i have to do this can i not just collect the souls and done it just feels like busy work that shouldn't be there the combat itself is fine you've got like at least as far as i've got you've got like four ways of attacking you've got like three elemental skills like you got wind fire and water and each of them acts differently like winds like a fast firing projectile fires like a aoe a heavy damage explosion and water's like a sort of short shock wave and you've got like a bow and arrow as well and they're all serviceable but None of them feel like they've got any weight behind them whatsoever. Everything like hits feels like hitting things with a wet noodle, and the enemies wow. seem to take a lot of hits to take down, uh, especially early game. It's like I've shot this thing like 15 times and it's still coming towards me. It's like, piss off. Um, you can upgrade it later on, but I've I've only got to a point in the game where I've started to find like extra equipment which I didn't even realise was in the game. It's like oh, I've been playing this for, like several hours and now I've got like another collectible upgrade thing. The thanks, game. Now I've got to keep an eye out for those as well. Hmm. You got your souls, you get XP when you level up, so you got a experience system. You got food, which you eat, which heals you and increases your maximum a- HP. So honestly, it feels like I should deliberately take damage so I can heal and increase my max HP at the same time. <laughs> um, it's, it's strange. Like, it doesn't do anything terrible, but nothing's done really well either.
0: I mean... One thing I hear is, like, the reimagining or, like, the way it's brought certain things, uh, certain places from Tokyo uh, mm. into the game that you can explore is really cool. Yeah, it
2: looks nice. I don't know how accurate it is to Tokyo. Maybe it's no, really accurate. But... I, I wouldn't know. But, yeah, your main enemies are, like, sort of, essentially yokai. Uh, oh, okay. So if you like stuff like Neo, you might recognise some of the enemy types. Mm-hmm. But, the, obviously, different games, so they look, they look different. But I've not noticed that big of a difference in like enemy variety i seem to have fought the same kind of enemies several times like quite a lot there have been like some variation like some of them are like different colors so it's like oh it's just that enemy it's that nano resistant f- to fire not that kind of deal um but yeah i'm not going to say like there's not a, a load of enemy variety because i don't think i'm far enough into the game to stay otherwise but even now playing it i feel like i'm not probably not going to finish this game i'll probably Mm. pick it up and play it like here and there for like 10 15 minutes while i'm waiting for something else to download and then put it back down again so i'll see it'll either be that or i'll just do the main storyline and just ignore like literally all the collectibles unless i'm going past them Mm. and just try and get the game done because as i say there's so many collectibles
0: in it it would be like forever Mm. yeah
2: yeah. Sorry, you sounded like you were going to say something else later.
0: No, um, well no, I think the only thing I was going to say was that I remember watching the trailer for it and it looked really cool but then I've heard every review or every podcast I've heard about it it's just been, yeah, it's kind of fine, yeah.
2: That's my line. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a... I'd say
0: it's slightly less
2: than fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, want, I want to like this game but I'm just not feeling it, mm. you know. It it feels like all the, all (laughs) the, all the, yeah, yeah. Try again. So it feels like all the elements are there, like especially like seeing the, the actual weapons are elements. <laughs> but uh, like, it, it's got things there. It's like this This should be good, but it's not. Um, I think like getting around feels a little bit clunky, but there's um, there's like skill trees to like in- increase like your mobility and getting around and that. So I think that'll, that'll be negated the more you play it. But to start with it feels a little bit finicky, I found. I don't feel like I'm going as fast as I should be. Uh, there's a couple of points where have had to like run down long roads and it's like this needs to be taking a while it's gonna be taking this long surely am i missing a trick <laughs> and maybe i am but yeah that's how, I, that's how i played it and that's how i found it So uh, yeah go to Wild tokyo give it a look i mean it's not terrible it's just not fantastic either mm.
0: and uh oh well, it's just your last thing to talk about yeah
2: well. your bizarre adventure tell us more yeah well it's not really bizarre it's pretty straightforward <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yes. Yeah. Well, So, I went to uh, Metal Festival this weekend. I went to Uprising 6. And I'm just going to say the same kind of thing. Uh, I've seen a couple of reviews, like independent reviews of Uprising. And basically, everyone said. It was a really positive atmosphere, and people have like these reviews are like traveled down to London, said so they really enjoyed it, and they want to come back to it on that alone. That's before you even talk about the bands. And I've been to Every Uprising because it's a local festival to Leicester. Um, and- Year they've had it at the O2, so they've had it for the O2 like uh, or three years now, and they did three years at De Montfort Uni. Um, so uprising, so give you an idea of the kind of banjo into the lineup this year. The headlines were Paradise Lost, Combi Christ, Saw, Palm Reader, Boss Keyloid, Scarlet Riot, Damien, Hawks, Pretty Addicted, Internal Conflict, Recording Remains, Blood of Master Charger, Muddy Brook double states Lowen, and then we had a thing called Metalton and masses where you have like more local bands compete to play at bloodstock and they were running with nice inflictions void walker and loach which void walker won um i've got to be honest bar one band which i spoke to before the podcast to uh dan uh I, every every band were great in the band that i wasn't a huge fan of uh, still had its fans, so it's just just not for me. I guess I, I don't want to play favourites and like pick out like who I thought was really good, but honestly. Going in, I didn't really know a couple of bands, bar like Internal Conflicts and Blood Earth, because it's friends of mine. So, but I was really impressed with everyone who played. Paradise lost the headliners again. Didn't know anything by them, and yet I found myself humming a couple of their songs. So they definitely <laughs> made some impact on me. Yeah, it was a weird day. Like we, we got there. Um, doors were at half twelve. We turned up slightly later than that because my taxi was running late. But it kind of ended up in our favour because we just walked straight in. We just had the tickets. Just, yeah, straight in, and we. We did miss the beginning of Walker, but for a strange reason. Not because we were running late. It's because uh, we got into the main arena. like Because yeah, it's like the first one you come into, like the main arena. And there was a band on stage just setting up. And and we thought they were, they were oh that's the first band so we started watching them uh, but it was just a sound test it, <laughs> they did play they did play a song in full and it turned out that band was Paradise Lost they were the headliners <laughs> so we got to see them where like the, the room only had like a handful of people in it because it's like early doors <laughs> so like, oh they were good it's like Over day and it's like oh I think that's Voidwalker. and, and then they just went on stage like that's not Voidwalker. <laughs> uh, and then we went into like the second second room and yeah Voidwalker in there and the room is packed. It's like <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, we, we did manage to catch about three or four songs by them. A bit decent. Like everyone, I'll say everyone we've seen was great. Uh, no no misfires at all. Um, Massive Charger really good. Really enjoyed them. Muddy Brook hadn't heard of them. Enjoyed them. Scarlet Riot we've seen on the main stage. We've actually sat down for that because I had my dad in tow the entire time, and is not as young as he used to be. But I've got to say the same thing. Neither am I. <laughs> We they played about half five and I, I was up early I was up at like seven a.m. and saw we, all day festival and we seemed to have a slump about five o'clock. <laughs> it's like we sort of like sat down like we needed a cup of tea and that. I was just like yeah, why do we feel really tired at like five o'clock? It's, like, <laughs> it's like yeah, we haven't got the energy like we used to. And uh, but then like we we had a couple, of uh, sit down for like five minutes watch Scarlet Riot then we went to see Master Charger and they were um high energy like sounding kind of like Motorheady and uh. I think i just invigorated this like second wave let's go (laughs) we can win we've got this and uh yeah it's it's just a great time because i managed to see so many people i haven't seen well i I, I rarely go out now because i'm always working so uh so the, I think the last I've, I've only been to like One gig Since Uprising Last year Um, So it's like Nice to see all the people I haven't seen For a full on year And there were so many Good people like that Ev- Everyone's in a good mood I didn't see anyone Falling out And no arguments Nothing like that And you know A festival you Normally you're going to see Someone kicked off But everyone's really friendly I was just saying, Like the, the atmosphere Was really positive Everyone's just having A good time I don't you know I've seen like people Like knocking other people's Drinks over by accident As it happens But everyone's like Oh man Don't worry about it We're good We're all friends and there's such a fantastic atmosphere to have like uh, even like this year they've added a an extra stage so there were three stages but it was staggered in a way uh bar one or two bands about midday uh, well about partway way for the day no one really like clashed it was like someone's playing on the second stage when they finished there'll be someone playing on the main stage and then well, this would set up and that just ran out for the entire day so if you want to see everyone, you pretty much can. Uh, the only bands I miss were Pretty Addicted and Damning about halfway through the day, because that's when they had a little bit of an overlap. But for the most part, we, um, we did chill outside for a bit, chatting away, so we, we probably missed a, a little bit just for that. But we never stayed out for too long. We stayed out for like 20 minutes at, at a time just to get some air. And it felt, the weather was actually nice, can you believe <laughs> holiday with nice weather than the one day i go out which is strange because the forecast said it was going to piss it down and it didn't uh, i took like a heavier jacket and was like yeah i didn't need this i can actually see myself tanging a bit it's strange yeah so yeah really well organized it was only 35 quid for a ticket and for an all-day metal festival that's in peanuts so i just got to take the hats off the uh, the organizer's resin offense uh they're, they're did really well and the, it is the best festival I've, I've been to like every year they either it's either as good as or better than the one previous so if you if you got if you got 35 quid then you hole in your pocket and you want to see some really good bands uprising seven that's be uh may next year come on down i'll be there i've got my early bird ticket already i'm set i want to go again want to go for my seventh time uh as good as things like as download are, I'm done with camping and I don't like traveling anyway. Uh, so just having this festival on my doorstep is beautiful. Fantastic. But yeah, 10 out of 10 will uprise again.
0: Well, you've also got it's very different... Uh, not uh, They've also got a handmade festival in Leicester, which is the other big... Well, it's not as big as it used to be, but it's the other big music festival that they have on like a, a one day thing. I've oh, it's, never
2: been to that, so I can't compare.
0: Yeah, it used to be far bigger because uh, if you go into Firebug, it has all the uh, de- old uh, posters for each, the, all the old lineups for each one. It has some really cracking acts, but uh, yeah, now, like, I looked at this year's and I recognize no one. I was like, oh, okay, so. But I went yeah. to one of them, and it was it was a good day. I saw some really good bands, but yeah, it's not the same anymore. It's a shame, but yeah.
2: yeah. The... See, the good thing about going to festivals, out there and you you don't know any bands, is it's always nice to discover a band. Mm. Cause, uh, oh, yeah. Going into this year, I knew like three bands. That's it. The rest, no idea. <laughs> and I've, I've come away with like being a fan of like everyone I've seen.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. That's I'm. I'm glad you had a good time, Chris. Like I, I'm, okay. like in your, uh, I'm like completely the same. I'm kind of done with camping. That's why I'm not going download this year. Just can't be asked. Can't be yeah, asked to you, look when, you
2: the... when you think like it costs hundreds of pounds to do that to sit in a muddy field, and all the bands only play like 40 minutes for uh, yeah, the yeah, amount of effort and how much it costs. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you'll have uh, a good time. Yeah. But uh, I'm. I'm sure you'd rather see all the bands you want to see. Condensing to one day when it's well organised and you can go home at the end of the night for thirty-five quid.
3: <laughs> mm,
2: I don't know. I like I like the atmosphere. I like being
1: outdoors. Yeah. You're, I still like being you, You're still young,
2: you see. You're still young. But
1: what, it is possibly I, going to be my last one for a long time.
0: I I I just can't be asked. I just can't be asked to lug a whole big bag of stuff to a campsite, then go back to the car, get another load, go and it, I might have to go up a big hill, and the trek to the campsite would be ages. There's I say this all, and then I'm going. You say this, but you're doing three P. Yeah, but the three P is a bit different because. What I'll have in my bag will just be for that mountain. Like I, I took up t- up to the top of Snowden with me on Saturday. Nearly four liters of liquid, or mostly water, and uh, then I had some uh, LucasAid. I hardly drank any of it because I just didn't feel I needed to. So I looked like four liters of water for no reason. <laughs> but then, I, but the thing is, I had it just in case. Mm. What if I needed? I desperately needed four liters of water. Or I had it. What so? Yeah, uh, yeah I, just, I just, I can't be arsed with festivals anymore.
2: Yeah, I think me and you are in the same boat. I mean, I, I've done Download like seven times. I've done uh, yeah, Reading. I've, I've done, been, to, been to London for um, High Voltage in 2012. Actually, High Voltage was really good. That's like one of, the, if not for Uprising, High Voltage was the best festival I've ever been to. That was just a day in uh, Victoria Park. And that was
0: fucking brilliant. No, I've done, done loads of them so much i don't go to many music festivals um not music well yeah but many live gigs as much anymore anyway just because my ears uh so i, I and i've generally seen most of the bands I've, i i really like i've seen like i've got
2: yeah i feel, I feel the same way there's only like a handful left on am bothered a bit like
0: mm-hmm. yeah i could see them again but i'm like this band are getting older they're not as they won't be as good as when i saw him so like metallica headlining download this year i saw him in 2012 they played the whole of the black album they were fucking brilliant then obviously we went to see him in london brandon and they were still really good but they weren't as good as when I saw him in 2012. I'll see you gonna see him this year, two sets that download, it's gonna be pretty cool, but they're not gonna be as good as when we saw him at um in London. And they were and at London they weren't as good as when I saw him in 2012. And as I said to our mate, Brandon, some of those songs on that new Metallica album feel like they were AI generated. <laughs> they do actually. Like I'm I re-listened to it that literally the morning before I saw our mate, and I literally said half that album feels like it's AI generated
1: yeah because there's quite a few of them sound really similar samey
0: i still enjoy the album but
1: there's just not really as many standouts as what they were like during the 80s
0: oh funny enough i read it i read a, on a on a metallica note i read an article today uh and it goes metallica's debut master of puppets i was like excuse, excuse me, me? <laughs> what i'm sorry what you mean mess your ass <laughs> that's the first one <laughs> Do you know Metallica? That's it. Master of Puppets is the third album. There's two prior. Yeah, yeah they completely forget about Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning's my favourite, so yeah, you best remember it. My so. oh God, That's is, that by by like that. Str- is that written by someone who's only
2: watched? Str- is that written by someone who's only watched Stranger Things? I uh, yeah, I you
0: know, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, re- I read yeah. that and I went, I am not reading this article. I'm fucked right off. I, I, it might still not be on my google news actually what uh let's see if it is no it's not uh, although I it, then get larger Ulrich doesn't know if every everybody understands what Metallica is doing with no repeat uh, or
2: whatever. Right. B- bit of a tangent but on on about shitty articles my folks bought a uh a, a book it's just about computer games by uh something called next level and it's just like what, what clearly are like articles that have been ripped from some magazine, like over the year of like 2022. And I was reading it and like, this is something they've got from like the works for like a few quid There's obviously no one in the right mind will pay full money for this. Well I was reading through the articles, like flipping through it. And I just found error after error after error. Like not like grammatically, it's just like just incorrect things. One example, they, they were showing off the Guardians of the Galaxy game. And I went, oh yeah, and it's got like a picture of some of the characters with it and it says, Oh, you like meet up with Nebula. I was like, that's not Nebula. That's a completely different character. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then other things like, oh, it had a bit on like a uh, Sultan Sacrifice, the sequel to and Sanctuary. And it went, Oh, unlike the uh unlike its predecessors, Souls and Sacrifice has got multiplayer. I was like, what? You mean like the first one, which has got a big multiplayer thing? There's like whole covenants dedicated to it. What the fuck are these guys smoking? And it was just like that for like the entire page. It's like, I had to put it down because I was getting like angry reading it. It's like, this is just wrong. Who's printing this and making money from it? No, stop It,
0: it. The, the, the website was Far Out Magazine. Well, y- you were, were far out with your information.
2: For, yeah, um... I mean, I I always try, and I'm sure you guys do. We don't want to spread misinformation on this show. If we're unsure, we well, I'm pretty sure we make it clear like we're either speculating or just that's out. Say it. we don't know for sure. But, uh, the for uh, Republic is definitely um, not their debut.
0: Well, that's for sure. No, Metal
2: of the Ross was their debut, which was the first name for Kill'em All but they weren't allowed to call it that. So there. Is that, are you have you being
0: facetious or is that true?
2: No, that's true. Uh, you've probably seen the artwork. Where it's a toilet with a uh, guy holding a sword coming straight up from it. You may have seen it. Google it. Was okay. it? Oh, it's yeah. metal at your ass, not ass. That's me being British.
0: I'm going to have to. I'm gonna have to I don't, yeah. I...
2: It's like a metal at your ass. That's that's the uh, working like, original name for Killamall. Sounds like sure. metal at your ass. Metal at uh, your
0: ass. Funny, you were asking earlier, what is Dave Fillion done prior yeah. Except all the the Star Wars stuff. He was he was an animator on many 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 shows that I know. Definitely Brandon and I watched. I know some of them you would have watched, Chris, like Avatar: The Last Airbender. He was an animator that was on that. that um, he was he was an animator on like Kim Possible. Um, a minute. I was literally on it and then I've just gone off because I was looking at the stupid <laughs> um, Metallica. Uh, where is it? Yeah, King of oh, the uh, Hill. Um, King
2: of Hill. I suppose that's brought this uh, kind of full circle. Now when we started talking about Mando and we finished <laughs> talking yeah, about this.
0: Yeah, he's, there we most are. Most of it's kind of like Disney shows. Cause he was, did the Lilo and Stitch the series, uh, American Dragon, Jake Long. Yeah, a lot of them are Fillmore. Yeah, most of them are like Disney. Animated shows, then yes, then yeah. With with Avatar: Last Airbender, he actually directed episodes as well as animated it, or was one on the animation team.
2: Oh, he gets two paychecks that way.
0: Yeah, so that's where that's where he's. Started directing. I don't know what episodes he directed. I'm gonna to have to have a look. But uh yes. Well, I'm afraid you're gonna to have to fall down that rabbit hole in your own spirit <laughs> I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, I mean,
2: actually, I'm... don't fall. Don't fall too that down a hole because you got gonna climb a mountain soon. Yeah,
0: I did actually have something else to say, but I can't remember what. It, what I was gonna say. Something about Ben? No, I did just on a on my free peaks I just when I was looking at trying to find that. Metallica article I just saw, a man from Stafford she does the free peak challenge with a fridge on his back. What? <laughs> well, there's your Ben Smart, down. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm please. not gonna. I'm not gonna have Hands a in microwave instead, then. Right. Nothing. Well, you know where you can find us: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, Spotify. What'd you call me? Um, twat. uh <laughs> We called me an anchor. I'll call you a oh, Okay. Oh <laughs> to Anch- We're on Audible. Where? Where we are? Wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you're listening to this. We're, we're there. Give us a And on a very segue. small note,
2: very small note, uh, we've noticed we've had a, quite a lot of viewers this last week. So thank you very much, everyone. You absolutely. Mm. Thank you, you indeed.
0: Um. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and, and you'll hear us in two weeks. Bye. Yeah. Bye.
2: Bye. Tatty <laughs>